We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Travelers Championship DraftKings Picks and Preview. Play in the best tournament on DraftKings, the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Link in the description. It's almost full, so go get your spot right now. Become a member at FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for that 20% off. A monthly membership will get you all the way through the British Open. So now is a good time to get on that. And remember to smash the like button for the video. Leave your favorite $6,000 player in the comment section and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Ben Raza from awesomeo.com is on the line to break this all down. But I have a question before we start, Ben. When you're, a here. High, what? when you're a high stakes player like yourself and you have a lot of money tied up in Russell Henley's success during the week, <laughs> when you go into Sunday and see that he's tied for the lead, obviously you're happy that he's tied for the lead and he's not missed the cut. What is the expectation of what he's going to do? Oh yeah, that's uh that is a very, very good question. So you hope that he finishes like withdraws the floor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those situations you've seen it. He, the guy said the right things, you know, I, I thought he came in with the right mindset, but uh, you know, it's one of those, you just kind of have to experience it. We saw that with HV three once we see it with a lot of guys, it was not good. Uh, but that was the least of my problems. Mackenzie Hughes, almost pseudo winning, uh, summed it up nicely last week. 
Yeah, I suppose so. I, I couldn't. I, I just. He missed five straight cuts coming in. He just yes. had the magic putter again. That's what he does. You, you talk about summing up nicely. When he hit it in the tree, you tweeted like he's just going to make it from there somehow, and that that's really the mindset with that guy. It was a. Uh, I don't know. We haven't talked about this. How was the, I mean, U.S. Open for me, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Phil making the cut really hurt me. Uh, I had a lot of things tied up into that and I didn't think that he had any business making that cut and he did credit to him, but how did it go for you? I was up a bunch of money going into the back nine and then all of a sudden I was down. I think I was in for 800 bucks and I got back like 350. Yeah. I mean, it can change. So, uh, you know, with the lower scoring, the placement points, it changes quickly. I, I didn't, I, I had the right pool. I was pretty happy with it. It was just not, not the perfect combo. I needed Homa uh, to get through. That really would have helped, but all in all, I was happy for Usti. Uh, I did have more exposure to him in the betting side of things. Obviously the outright would have been better now that I had it for a lot, but Rom is just too good. He deserved it. Amazing putts on 17 and 18. Yeah. I had no Rom. So that really kind of ended up ruining my week, but I had all my, yeah. my entire, my entire core was built of Brooks, Bryson and Rory and some combination of those two guys at the top. So for a while on Sunday, I was like, okay, here we go. I even had lineups with all three of them in it. Uh, that were a six of six. If just, if Pendrith had made the cut and he missed on the number, uh, my week would have been so much better, even with all of the collapses, because I was so high up in all these tournaments with five of sixes, and the guy who obviously was missing it was Pendrith. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, that's really all it can take, small edges like that, and then, you know, Bryson, when he loses it, it seems to sometimes go really bad. That was uh, some disturbing images on, on the back nine there. Yeah, that wasn't great news. For old Bryson. But I, I go back and I went and looked at the stats for the US Open. Pendrith was third in strokes gained off the tee. Like, that's why I played him. Usually he putts well, and he didn't putt well. So that was the end of him. He still almost made it. Yeah. I mean, you got to live with that. Even, I mean, for me with Homa, particularly on Thursday, couldn't putt. He lost like four strokes putting, and it, it was Friday. He made his move, he had his chance. Couldn't get there. Somehow couldn't beat Phil, which was the the full coffin for me. Um, and then, you know, the Jazz blew it in the NBA. It's been a rough week, but we're going to dust ourselves off and we're going to get back to business at Travelers, which is one of my favorite tournaments. Is it one of your favorite tournaments because it's like local to you? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly at this point just biased of like how I've done. I've had some really good, uh, really good you know, weeks here in DFS over the years, particularly 2018 when Lahiri was in the top 10 and Casey almost won. But uh, yeah, it, it's close to me. I like the tournament. I like the, I like River Highlands. Uh, are you a fan of this course? I am. I, I had spoken with this with Jeff a few weeks ago. I brought it up again yesterday on that show, but I just have most of my betting success, drafting success, doesn't really matter what it is at these shorter courses where the entire field has a chance to win. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I mean, of course, Pete Dye comes up a lot when, you, when you're when talking about those type of courses, but the leaderboard bears it out. I like it because I think people sometimes think that the Bombers can't win, and that that is highly inaccurate. It's just that it brings in every type of player. So you're going to get a great mix of the Bubba's of the world 
and then like you know like the kevin nas of the world and that's just a really cool thing you don't get that at every course no i when you go and look at the players who have had the most success here over the past five years it's it's almost the three completely different styles of player it's casey who's more just kind of all around but can't really putt then you have bubba who just kind of bombs it sometimes he makes putts and then you have brian Harmon, who most definitely does not bomb it barely hits his irons well but makes every putt like those are the three guys that i think of when i think of this tournament and I, like I said, I like that it makes you can mix and match. You know, a lot of times I stick to themes on my teams this week a little less because you can incorporate a lot of different styles uh, around this course and you can be aggressive off the tee. You certainly need to be crisp with your irons. But as you talked about, you can also just make everything and these greens, you can go low here. Uh, it's got a nice blend of everything. So. I do like it. One of my favorite, just like pretty standard events of the year. Well, let's go to the top of the DraftKings pricing above $10,000. You'd think that the now number two player in the world should be, and the defending champion would be the favorite. And he is the favorite per the DraftKings pricing, the betting market. He is actually second to Bryson DeChambeau, who's 11-1, Brooks, Cantlay, and Reed. Those are your five guys above $10,000. We're back to a full field of 156, top 65 in ties make the cut line. So do you think it's more of a stars and scrubs approach this week? Because I mean, you can make a pretty compelling case for anyone up near the top, but I think I'd rather take my chances almost even starting in the nines based on some of these names. Yeah. I mean, there's, of course, these are are very, very, very good players, the world's best, but there is lack of depth. Not everyone is here and I don't know. I'm not completely drawn to it. You can make a case. I mean, even Bryson, as bad as it was, he did what he wanted to do in the sense that his formula of off the tee and putting was there. He just couldn't do, you know, the around the green game got lost late, but he was in the tournament. So I don't mind going there. I don't see myself doubling up north of 10 too much. I think that's probably a little too thin. And I think it just speaks to the, I don't know, the 6K range isn't ideal this week. No, but I think that there's certain guys that you can find. I actually made two models this week, and I'll throw this into the newsletter on Wednesday evening, so you can subscribe to that in the description of the video and podcast. Completely free, by the way. So come on, become a subscriber to the email. It's an email. You can just delete it if you don't want to read it. But I made one of short wedges. So essentially it weighted, um, let's see, proximity 75 to 130%, proximity to 100 to 125%, 70%. Just guys that have the best proximity from that range are just going to generate so many easy birdie opportunities. I actually have another one that I was running through. I got to try to find it now. Uh, that one is short wedges. There's also another approach one that I threw in where it kind of expands it out to 150. And I'm just looking at both of those to see if there's any random names that end up popping up. And frankly, it's it's a lot of your mid-range guys that like your Tringales and Hoffmans and Streelmans of the world tend to be the best guys from that range. And they're not the ones really hitting a ton of shots from 75 to one. 75 to 100, let's say. You're just going to see a lot of DJ and Brooks and Bryson in that range. But I think that's... Maybe Bryson will scale it back a bit off the tee because after watching him at the U.S. Open and the glaring amount of 80-yard shots that he had into greens, he's just not good at them. No, that's the old, like, to me, Rory always had fit that where DJ had mastered it. You know, his drives left him with a shot that he was so good at. Bryson was leaving himself these shots that obviously he wasn't super comfortable with, and that doesn't help you at all. So uh, being closer only works if it works in conjunction with those wedges and you're going to have that. I mean, we've seen the quotes 
you know, each and every year here from Bubba and other guys, it's a wedge fest. So short irons, all those things I'm looking for. And uh, your boy Satoshi, he comes up on a couple of my lists this week, looking at these type of things. I, he jumped off the page to me as well. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's one out of Pete Dye course in his career. He's riding a heater right now for Satoshi Kadaira. But I went and looked at his history at this course. Maybe that's just irrelevant. He just he's never played well here, but he hasn't played well almost anywhere. So what's that really matter? Yeah, he's not good, so it makes it harder to play well at places. But uh, if he was going to play well, this does t- seem like his type of course. And again, it just brings in brings in some names that I, I normally don't look at a ton, and then it brings in some guys that I I like to play that I I know I'm going to get suckered into this week. Give me one. Who's the one? Is it Aaron Wise? It is certainly Aaron Wise. Talk about his his proximity, particularly with the short irons. Uh, It caught my eye. Maybe this is coastal. Who knows? We're going to round and say it's by the coast. Um, Ryan Moore, guys like that. I I think you can look to them. Uh, There's elements... I see a little John Deere in this, but particularly Aaron Wise, it's all systems go this week. Yeah, I, when I did the sorting, the 100 to 175, like I separated the 100 to 125 into 10% because you just don't get that many shots from there. The plurality this week, I actually think it's a majority of approach shots actually come from 125 to 175. So I weighted both of those at 45% and Aaron Wise comes out as number two amongst all of those guys in the field this week over the past 24 rounds. Yeah, if he, I mean, his putter has been temporarily fixed and we've seen the results. I'm going to have a lot of him. There's no doubt about it this week. Just looking at the plus 10K guys to circle back, I I can't differentiate between them whatsoever. So I just don't think that I'm going to do it. Like, weirdly, I think that Cantley would be my favorite. Like, is is there any chance Brooks shows up and tries to win this tournament? I would say minimal, um, but yeah, I don't know why he, I, I never know why guys are here. Like he has to fly across the country. I don't know if it's like commitments and sponsors and things. I just, I don't know if I was a golfer, I think I would take more time off than a lot of these guys. I don't, who has time to come to Hartford? No offense to Hartford. I, I think it's just, they don't want to play John Deere or rocket mortgage one of the next two weeks. And they want to get an event in before the British open. And most of the guys in this field, aren't the ones that show up to the Scottish open or the Irish open. Yeah, that is true. You could prep over there. Um, but no, I mean, listen, I, I like I said, I'm glad they're here. I, I love this tournament. It's kind of in my backyard a little bit. If I was going to go to this range, I think I would look to, you know, Bryson's always the guy that I, I kind of think when he gets going, he can win. He can win going away. We all know that. If I was going to pick someone else, though, I'd be with you and Cantlay. He's just pretty stable. He's fixed whatever the problems were for that, you know, month or two stretch, you know, earlier this year, everything that looks pretty solid off the tee is good. His, his irons were a little weak last week, but he, he makes up for it in so many different areas. Yeah. So Cantley is the only star that I have next to anyone in the $10,000 range. And I'll just kind of have to bite the bullet on it. If one of these guys beats me, then wasn't my week to win. But in the nine K's Casey is at the very top. It feels like you should just play Casey at the courses where he's good at. And this is one of them. So he's becoming, uh, and I mean, I guess I could say because Bubba also fits this course too, but Casey's starting to develop that theme as well. You're right. Like he's got his courses. This is one of them. Valspar is certainly another one. He he does what he does and he, he plays well consistently. He's playing great. His irons are fantastic. He's going to be extremely popular. But other than that, 
I think there's nothing not to like about him this week. Well, I, I think that even if I don't, let's say I don't use Cantlay and I just fade the above $10,000 range. I think you could take three guys from this $9,000 area and get away from some of that ownership just by constructing a little bit differently. So Casey's at the very top of it, but slightly after him on the board, it's Scheffler, Streelman, Wolf, Finau, Answer, and Neiman. I like Answer and Neiman, but I actually am going to play Kevin Streelman. I, I don't want to bet Kevin Streelman for his ridiculous odds at 30 to 1, but I think on DraftKings, it's a different story. When we think about strategy, just people are going to see Kevin Streelman. I know he's won here before. That was years ago. He's just playing so well, and everything he does well fits this course perfectly. There's no doubt about that. I agree with kind of what you're where you're leading there. People are going to see it, me included, and say, 9,400. Like, I used to pay 7K for this guy. Uh, I'm not clicking that. And I I'm kind of guilty of that as well. I think Scheffler's the most interesting. He's someone that appropriately priced, but he's not going to get a lot of buzz. He's sandwiched between Paul Casey and he's playing fantastic. So I may look to him. I think my favorite guy in the range, uh, you know, Casey's the safest answer would be the guy I'm going to go right back to. He missed a cut. No big deal. This is a much better fit. Reasonable price tag. Uh, one of my favorite plays of the week. Yeah, I, I bet answer to win. He, he made the, the cover photo of the show yesterday. It, it just, it all really sets up well for him. He has a ninth and an 11th the past two years. And even at the U.S. Open, he was fourth in strokes gained approach. And he only played two rounds. And I would expect the rest of his game to rebound, hopefully, just a little bit. Neiman, where around the green is de-emphasized at this course over ball striking, is probably a good time to jump on him. I just like this collection of players. Like, if I can grab three or four of them in a lineup. If I find some guys at the bottom that I don't mind, I think that's the route that I want to go. Cause even some of the guys in the mid to upper eights, I like too. Scheffler is interesting, but I do think that he is going to be highly owned weirdly. And I might be wrong on this from what I'm seeing early on, but it was my instinct right away is that no one's going to play Finau. Yeah. I would rather do like, do you have any interest in starting with Finau? I don't think that you need to start with Finau, but when we get to the play the best plays lineup, I can see it. Like you could go Finau, answer, Charlie, Bubba or Neiman or Smith, like one of those guys or Harmon, whoever it is that you like from that tier. You can construct a pretty compelling lineup that way. Yeah, you're still north of seven for the last two. Um, I don't mind that. I The one guy we haven't mentioned and I... I'd be lying if I said it. Any feel is wolf. I just not not this course for me. And maybe that if, next week. Well, let's get him to the Rocket Mortgage, where you can okay. drive you can drive it with impunity as far as you want. The rough it's classified as long, but doesn't seem to be too detrimental to anyone who can drive it a ton because Bryson and Wolf basically finish like one two every single year at that course. So I, I don't know what where to put him right now. No one's going to use him. That's what I do know. Elite scorer, we know that. Dangerous. I think if you make enough teams, I think he should be in the pool for large field tournaments. I just don't know how I'm going to be able to click him in over Finau, Answer, and Neiman. Uh, this is a priority range for me. I want exposure to those three guys. Casey and Scheffler, I think, are very, very safe. So uh, I'm going to have minimal shares up for grabs, and that's probably why he gets squeezed. Yeah, and that's... Based on my inability to distinguish really between the 10Ks and the 9Ks, at least in the 9Ks, I have like, oh, there's four guys I really like. I can go with them. 
And if that means fading the $10,000 players, then I can actually mix and match between all of them. I uh, like to say I make, I'll probably make 20 lineups as my 20 main lineups. And I'll probably do the, the mini max again. Cause I've been having fun making 150 lineups, Ben. Just, just, it's not much money to go enter. And I'm trying to work through a strategy of 150 lineups. You, you never play 150, do you? Very, very rarely. Um, I build by hand, so it takes a while. If there was no soccer going on, maybe. But uh, And the one thing I will say, people don't realize with the mini-max in those tournaments, a lot of people, uh, myself, like you, I can't play in those. Mo- a lot of people who play a lot of heavy volume can't. So it's a great way to test out new theories, get exposure to 150. And, and as you mentioned, it's not a huge money commitment. So Definitely on board with that strategy. Yeah, I, I had never really played it before just because I don't play 150 entries and I wasn't like super keen on throwing like 10 into a 50 cent tournament. But I just want to go through the process of building the 150 to see if that's a viable strategy for me. And uh, put it this way, if you put in 150 lineups, you're probably not going to get completely wiped out. <laughs> um, but it's hard to churn too much of a profit in it solely because you're putting in 50 cent entries you basically need to finish inside the top three of all of those to really earn a lot of money coming out of it but i I, like one week you know i did pretty well last week it was actually pretty fine because i had so many six of sixes go through and there was no like there was just having a six of six although that didn't really mean the end of the world because scoring was at such a premium like someone like eddie malinari for me scored so well last week despite the fact that he didn't finish well yeah, I mean, when when streaks and bonuses are basically non-existent and there's no under 70, uh, it doesn't, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but it's not like a normal week where you're losing so many raw points to being down a man. You can, you can survive majors, particularly US Open like that. So looking at the ownership right now, very early, obviously, we're speaking on a Tuesday morning of the very top end. It seems like Cantlay, Casey, Scheffler, Answer, Neiman are probably the ones that people are going to gravitate towards. Bryson, very popular amongst Fantasy National members. Very few people using Dustin, though. Is Dustin maybe the leverage guy up here? I mean, he might be the leverage guy. I just, I don't know how often. It's a, such a different build with him. And, I mean, what's there to say? Obviously, he can just do do anything and, and come out firing and just run away with this. I just don't know exactly what I do. Maybe like DJ Finau lineups. That's kind of interesting. You still have plenty of room, uh, but I, I don't know if I really want to build with that. I, I think I'd rather try to get three, three nines than like DJ and then random nine K guy. Yeah. I think that's probably the path that I'm going to take as well. So for me, answers, probably the favorite, then Casey, I'm going to play Streelman. I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. And then I might work in Neiman. I want to use Neiman. I just think that he's fourth on that list of me, despite being the cheapest. Starting something new can be nerve-wracking. Wouldn't you like to know beforehand whether it was going to work out or not? Credit Karma can give you more confidence before you make that decision. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for, so you can apply with more confidence. They use credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals. With a selection of options and approval odds, you'll have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma. Apply with confidence. 
Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast, or you can see other offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. Then we go to the 10Ks. Bubba's at the very top at 89. I bet Bubba to win at 5,500. Should I continue to use him on DraftKings too? Like, I, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm, I'm going to fade Harmon because I always fade Harmon. But then you got Cam Smith and Charlie Hoffman at 87 and 86. And I really like those two guys this week. Yeah, I mean, Charlie Hoffman, he makes a lot of sense. Again, I, I don't know exactly in terms of popularity where he'll be, but, you know, before a little hiccup, he was just striking it so well, particularly with his irons. I don't worry about that. I hate Cam Smith in life, even though I, I, I no problem with him, but I, I rarely, if ever, play him. I'm a little tempted to go just because the form has really fallen off. Uh, I just don't know what's wrong with him. Like, like his around the green game left at the U.S. Open, that's a complete outlier. Uh, where do you think he is at? He's kind of been all over the map. One of the things that I noticed, and I don't know if it's because of field strength or what it might be, is that the guys that play really well at Riviera play really well at this course for whatever reason that might be. Cam Smith, obviously a very good Riviera player over the years. I just like to see his irons got back on track last week at the U.S. Open. He gained on the field driving and lost it all around the greens. Like, that's such an atypical Cameron Smith performance that it seems like he's putting pieces of his game. It's kind of like the guys that we always talk about, like... I don't see a ton of difference right now when you just look at them statistically next to each other between like Sung Jay and Cam Smith, that they're doing three of four things well or two of four things well, and they're random two to three things every single week. It kind of flips that once they get it on the same page, that they're going to be fine. And I don't think anyone's going to use Cam Smith. No, no, I don't think people are going to use Cam Smith. I think in general, the upper eights will be somewhat dead. Bubba and Harmon will probably garner a little, but I don't see a ton of interest here because people are going to want to use the 9K range. Siwoo, Justin Rose shot like 40 over last week. That's not going to help his cause. Uh, Henley and English, they played well, but you know I, don't, I still don't think they're going to be overwhelming chalk. This is an interesting range. It's a tough one. I definitely prefer the nines, but there are names here to break down for sure. Yeah, what do you do in the lower part of this? Because I had no one starred as of yet, and it's kind of like Harris English makes a lot of sense. And if he's not going to be overwhelming chalk, it seems like a really good price for him. I have no problem with him. It's going to be ownership dependent. He almost accidentally won the U.S. Open, <laughs> uh, so that'll help. And his short game is ridiculous. So off the tee game is weak, but it, it's fine. It's nothing super alarming. What about Adam Scott? If you want to go Genesis. That, well, th that's a discussion that I was looking at for the outright betting market because he was down at like 75 to one and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But then I was like, well, he hasn't been playing well. That probably factors a lot into it. But if we're talking at a course that's like all like short irons, I mean, that's that's still the one thing that he does really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely planning on getting over on him. I don't think it'll take a lot. It's not doing anything that's, you know, blowing you away, but it's not abysmal either. Just kind of hanging around and I'm, I'm waiting for his irons to really pop again. I know it's in there. The short game is fine. The putter is good. This is a good price for him. Uh, Scott, Scott is interesting this week. I may tell you on the betting side of that. I didn't even consider that. That is a good number. Yeah. Well, there's two of them that are down there and even we've reached into the upper sevens. If I'm going to say Riviera, 
And just based on, because I was following him a lot, like you, I had a ton of Max Homa last week. Like, why not Max Homa here? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to stick with Max Homa. He's once again priced next to – maybe I'll get a matchup with Phil again. Hopefully they pair them and I can just triple down on this disaster theory. But his tee to green was – you know, it wasn't great, but it was good enough to be in the hunt. He just couldn't get it going, couldn't make the putts. Uh, and then it unraveled late on Friday. So I will go right back to him. Keegan is there, which is always a, an issue, uh, particularly in the Northeast. But th- there are guys that, as we work down to this true mid-range. Well, just to stick with Homa for a second, like if you've just been blindly playing Homa all season long, you're doing really well. Because every time that he spikes, I guess at Genesis, he was pretty popular coming off the top 10 the at pebble beach but almost every other time it's like miscut miscut sixth miscut miscut sixth he just missed the cut at the u.s open essentially if it's not like a super strong field event or a major he comes inside the top 10 and now we're getting him at no ownership and he's got the putting spikes that's really what i, I like to see when he you know he's losing on the greens he's lost in four of six weeks putting but the ones he's gained, he gained 5.7 and 6.5. Like, I'll take that every time. I, I don't mind if my guy loses, you know, two-thirds of the time if the one-third is a massive, massive output. So I will go back to home. I hope people, you know, are deterred by the miscuts because it is too many for a guy that good. But uh, you can go to him. There's just – it's a tough range because you have other good ball strikers, Keegan, Sam Burns, your boy Higo. Um, there are names. There are. I mean, are we just going to dismiss Henley at eighty three hundred bucks? I don't because isn't this uh, basically what Shez did two years ago? When he almost where was that Shinnecock? No, it was at Pebble, and then he won this event the week after Pebble. Yeah, I mean, I I played Henley last week. I he finally exploded with the irons, which is what you need for him. Everything checked out with the putter. Everything was great. His off the tee game was bad, but it always is. Um, I don't mind hanging on there. I don't know what his ownership will be. If he'll take a big jump. Uh, He seems to like travelers in the limited sample size. There's nothing that deters me. It's more, it's, I think kind of an awkward build with him. Is he your, like your third man in, is he your fourth man in with balanced? I don't think he's going to be your second man in. Uh, I just have to see how that kind of works out roster construction wise. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get there either. I would prefer English and I prefer Adam Scott. So that kind of leaves him on the outside looking in. I prefer Homa from that upper sevens. But the rest of the upper sevens, when I take a look at it beyond Homa, doesn't really do a ton for me, strangely enough, despite there's a lot of like my guys in there. Like, Molinari, Phil, Higo, like you mentioned, Keegan, all guys that I would like, I looked when I just first glanced at it, I was like, oh, I'd love to play these guys. And like, the more I think about it, maybe Burns, maybe Tringali, but I don't know what to do with Higo for the life of me. No, I mean, that's not my account. I have no idea. Uh, He wasn't great last week, which was, I wasn't surprised, but at the same time, this guy's been very, very impressive. Keegan's the one I probably struggle with the most. Um, you know, Tita Green outside Memorial, it's just been absolutely fantastic for a while now. Travelers is an event that he plays every single year. It's got a mixed bag, but certainly plenty of experience. Seems to like the course. You need the putter to cooperate. I think that's where I'd be drawn over guys like Burns, I think is fine. I'm not sure I'm going to get to Doc Redman. 
Jason Day, I mean, I have no idea what to do with. Probably nothing. Maybe I will go to Keegan. Maybe people will jump off the bandwagon because we didn't see him last week. And I think he's made the cut like eight out of nine years. He missed it last year in the superstar field. But what are you going to do? And just he was so used at Memorial and he went tits up that I maybe it will kill some of his ownership, especially with some of the other names here. Like he go won me a bunch of money two weeks ago. And I think that he can play well here, too. But I probably still take Keegan at now. This is essentially his home event, isn't it? Yeah, it's as close to what we're going to get. Um, he loves. Yeah, I mean, what what's there to say there? I don't I think the price is reasonable and coming off recency bias. That'll help him. I like Homa more than all these guys. No doubt about it. And then it starts to, I mean, HV3 is there, Day, Nah, Poulter, RCB. I, you got a mixed bag of all different types of players. Well, what do you do with Tringali? Because he had solved the driving problems, and much was made about that when he was in contention. They're like, oh, he had an extra 20 miles per hour to his club head speed, and it seemed to be figured out. Now he's dropped off the tee pretty significantly in four consecutive events. That It seems like his driver is not figured out whatsoever. and He's been saving himself by... Gaining a bunch of strokes putting. The irons are still fine, but it's chipping, it's putting. That's just, on paper, that's what you want to see coming into an event if the rest of the game can catch up. I just don't know if the rest of the game's going to catch up. I'm a, I'm a little worried about it as well. He, The driver, it not only has it been bad, but it almost seems like he, it's getting worse. Uh, he's putting tremendous strain on his putter, and that's what did it at Memorial. He easily could be coming in here off you know, he's, he's coming in, he's missed two cuts and then he made two cuts. He easily could be three of four in terms of missed cuts here. Memorial was not good at all. He's lucky that he was putting so well. The one in this range, and it's one of my favorite players on tour. So there's no way that I'm getting away from him at essentially zero ownership, but get me at a course with small greens at 6,800 yards. That's a Kevin Na course to me. I knew you would go there. I mean, Kevin Na again is the guy you, you probably don't get him right that often, but when you do, he can he can just win randomly. So uh, I see it. The stats don't look good. They never look that good. This is a good course fit though, and when when he has it going, it pops. Uh, so great tournament play wouldn't come anywhere near my cash lines. Oh, good God, no! But you don't no. play cash games anyway, so what's the difference? No, no, it doesn't matter. That's that's irrelevant. And he just, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. When he, when you get him right, you really get paid off. You just have to take him being non-competitive at times. It's just part of the game. Yeah, you, you take you take your medicine with him, but the theory behind it being that his upside is so high that when he does Shoot. come through in some of these big spots, like you get paid off immediately on him. What is? He, did you, eh, Kevin? Uh, he's like fourteen for a top five. That's not terrible, actually. No, I might look to do it like that a little um, with him. I'm not sure I want to go all the way to the outright because I'd rather play Scott for almost a similar number. But like 14 to 1 for a top five, that could make my card this week. Should I make your picks for you down here? Aaron Wise and Grio and Ricky. And Ricky. Yeah, keep going. There you go. Um, Those are the three, right? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy. You just pick the best players. Uh, maybe Chris Kirk because Chris Kirk is awesome too, but what's there to say elite ball strike. I mean, Ricky's Ricky. I'm just going to play him because he's starting to find it, but Aaron Wise and Grio are just fire him up this week. What, I, 
you got to like them. It's not just me, is it? I, I like Rio a lot. Why is I mean, I'm playing Kevin now, so I'm not one to talk about this. But when Wise is last, I'm not going to be super surprised. But when he's first, are you going to be super surprised? Yes. Okay. So that's that's really where we differ. Remember um, when he gave us that nice run at Mayakoba? I was on board with you, bet it at 150 to 1, gagged it late to Vic. Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, that's Coastal. I don't know if this qualifies, but he really is playing well irons putting even off the tee it's just the, the form is coming back he's making cuts at better fields than this aaron wise is uh he's in good 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 shape here just looking at where people are gravitating towards really early on in the week uh fowler and griot you know two of the higher up guys in that mix uh not so much wise which was kind of surprising to me chris kirk who you mentioned of the upper sevens, and that includes Homa and Burns and Tringali and Phil and Higo and Keegan, people are just playing Doc Redmond. I I don't really I'm gonna be honest, I don't really see that. I don't I don't get that. I don't think it's a horrendous play, but to me, you have better options in that range. I saw, you know, he popped at Palmetto and he does that, but that to me is borderline outlier with the way he's been playing. And the off the tee game has been weak for a while now. I'm not sure why that is. I I don't have a lot of interest. I hope people play him because I'm not going to be one of them. It's the two top tens in the past four starts, both in two of the weakest fields of the year at the Byron Nelson and Palmetto. He might just be one of those guys that once he doesn't get invited to, like when he's not in WGCs and decides to take his medicine to go play the Barracuda, like that's where Doc Redmond's going to go get his win. Is that the one with the, the stupid scoring? No. Well, maybe. No. No, the, yeah, no. Yeah, the Barracuda is the one with the Stableford scoring. It's uh, the Barbasol is the one that like that's in like Wiley's backyard. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Barbasol. I forgot about that one. Is that... there one in Tahoe? Yeah, that's the Barracuda. Oh, that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming together. Um, yeah, Doc Redman should go play the Barracuda this week. I don't think the Barracuda is this week, but they should maybe change that. Um, I just, again, it, it's a product of the opportunity cost between him. You could go to Homa, Burns, Tringale, HV3. I like Wise. You like Nah. Keegan is not that far away. It's hard to make a case for him when you have so many other options. Per the numbers, Wise is 24th, HV3 is 26th, and Grio, your boy, 16th. I was thinking about betting Grio this week. I don't think I'm going to do it because, you know, it's probably wise not to do it. He just, it seems like he's so close. He he has really found so. I mean, uh, not just me. Everyone has said for years, could you imagine if this guy could just be slightly good with the putter? Um, he's making them, and he's making them pretty consistently lately. And he is almost, what's he, like 100? I, he's, you know, he's I'm like, not going to He's like 70 him. to 1. He's the same odds as Adam Scott. Yeah, I'm not going to bet him. Uh, maybe I'll just do a wise Grio exacta style and just the screenshot to end all screenshots. But um, he's found it. He's playing really, really good golf. His, his around the green game is awful, but it's always been like that. If he can continue to just go irons and putting, I can live with the, the shaky off the tee game right now. What's the Todd father been up to? This is sort of like the, the peak. This, this was his peak. And then it kind of all went downhill from here, going back to look at it, even coming post COVID out of it. Let's see. 
and he was on a nice little run, the Todd father. He came 11th at this tournament last year. He had a nice little run through the end of everything, but he was in the final group with DJ, got the Anderker slapped on him, and that was the end of his career. Yeah, that, that sums it up nicely. That was mistakes were made, particularly around the green. Um, Which is weird because he's one of the best around the green. He is, but as I mean, curses are curses. So uh, I don't really have interest. Again, it's just a product of there's too many other guys. You know, Todd needs to putt really well. The putter was quiet at the U.S. Open. He didn't do much of anything there. If I was going to take a guy like that, I'd just play Lanto. Well, it's funny that you brought him up because all of a sudden the irons came back at the U.S. Open. And no one, I don't think anyone noticed. No, because it was masked that he had, he lost around the green and with the putter. He hasn't done that in the same week since November of 2020. Uh, It's been a nice stretch for him where usually the around the green and the putter cooperate. So he struck it really well, but the result it's in line with how he's been playing, even though that doesn't tell the full story. The other one that I was thinking about, because he just keeps lurking, uh, whether it's big events, whether it's small events, he just he pops up on the leaderboard and then he immediately goes away for whatever reason. But it's Poulter is down here. He's someone who just in my mind plays beat die courses really well. I have not run the numbers on that. But if we're thinking about someone that if this tournament just essentially boils down to who hits good approaches from 130 yards, then makes a ton of putts. You could do worse than Poulter. That's why I find it so weird that Doc Redman, who's more expensive, is getting all the buzz here. Yeah, see, again, I, I'm i kind of indifferent on Poulter, but I I, I still don't really get that Redmond thing. And, and 74, 100 seems reasonable. I do want to throw out, I have one, because like I said, I've got my priorities in this range. It's Grio, it's Wise, it's Ricky to an extent. I have one possibly mega mind genius play. Snedeker. And it's... N- no, I didn't even know he was in the tournament. That makes it harder. Um, CT Pan. Okay, the Panimal. Let's hear it. No, that's all I got. You're supposed to be like, I looked at him and then le- take it away. No. Uh, four, four straight made cuts. Tita Green was really good at Palmetto. Um, I don't know. Just kind of playing fine. He pops at times. Shorter courses is where I, I like to target him. I mean, his win came that's in a I die got. course. Yeah, keep going. There we go the off the top 10 is, travelers yeah the 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 top the driving has been actually pretty good and much better than you would think he the, hasn't putted yeah it's the putting it hasn't been horrendous which is kind of saving his ass he's not losing six strokes a week anymore yeah uh, again i i don't think i wish he was of course cheaper because i i think he can find the weekend and I don't know if it's really necessary to go there. I'm also not sure how many people are going to play uh, Guido. Okay, so is the Gui- do you think that the Guido thing is between like 20 of us and it makes it seem like everyone in the world <laughs> loves Guido? Because I'm pretty sure most people don't know who he is. Even after yeah, last I would, week. I would say it's got to be an element of like a... But I... People don't know who he is, but there's something too clicking on the the box score and seeing two two t four. Like he still can't be popular, though, right? I don't think so. I, I think if he got past five percent, because I think the books made this pretty clear. They opened him at 110 to one, which I immediately bet. But mm-hmm. they're not moving off that number. They're not taking a bunch of Guido money. No, and I, I think that's not that surprising. So I don't. I don't have a ton to say about him. EVR once again 
sucked me back in like an idiot last why, week. Why did that happen to you? What do you mean? Because I'm not smart. What do you want me to say? I don't... I, we, I, we, we talked about Rafa, of all people, last week. Being I like, know. Oh, he's, he's just a disaster at Palmetto when everyone was on him. He'll make the cut at the U.S. Open. And he did. Although... We were doing the Cut Sweat show on Friday, and Rafa was a big part of the coverage because he was near the lead. And Cust actually had a pretty accurate statement on him. It's like, it's like he's trying to make double bogeys, but can't. He just keeps chipping in for par. Yeah, that sums that, sums that up nice. EVR, I, I don't understand why he's not useful. He was useful at one point. Uh, no, I, I don't know what else to say down here. This, I mean, the low, low sevens, there's a lot of names and they're all fine. But to me, find the extra money for 72 to 7,500. Are we over Stuart Sink? Because it seems like the world is. And I mean, the guy's won twice already and they don't elevate his price. I mean, he's not Doc Redman. It's not Doc Redman. That's probably the best point that I could make for him. He won Heritage, just like CT Pan. Um Eh, I'm not really there though. It's started to crash back to earth. Carlos Ortiz is here as well. I looked at him. I don't, don't love. Really I, I don't love Ortiz at courses where and I, he didn't do this very well at the U.S. Open. I just like him at harder courses. That's fair. Um, I, I have no problem with that. I, I like I said, I'm not super into much of anything here you've got like the Munozes of the world kisner hadley hughes i'm not i'm not looking to get any of these guys in my lineups per se it's time once again for me to tell you all about magic spoon i've been drinking protein shakes powder for years but i finally found a delicious way to get my protein before and after workouts zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. Magic Spoon is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Magic Spoon rules, and you can build your own box right now. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. It's like I've been telling people for the past four months, just get the fruity Magic Spoon flavor. It is so good that you're really going to want it. And plus, like, it's good for you. It helps me, like I said, the refueling before and after the gym, now that gyms are back open where I'm at, makes it top notch. So what you do is go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O for you morons who can't spell, at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo, then use code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Let's be honest, you're not getting as good a sleep as you need to be. Whether your problem is falling asleep, staying asleep, or just not feeling rested once you wake up, that would be the Pat Mayo category, you're not alone. More than half of Americans report having trouble with getting enough sleep. At Brickhouse Nutrition, our team of on-staff physicians is on a mission to get heads on pillows and would like to introduce Dreams Sleep Aid. By taking science-backed ingredients like melatonin and combining them with natural ingredients from the earth like valerian root and jujube fruit, Dreams is the perfect blend for the perfect sleep. So... 
Go to BrickHouseSleep.com and get 15% off your first order at checkout with promo code MAYO. Again, promo code MAYO. It's time to sleep like a brick. BrickHouseSleep.com, promo code MAYO. Was Munoz, I, I, I was following, did he even make the cut? No, he didn't. He missed the cut. I feel like he was, before the delay on Thursday when they had to wrap around, I feel like he was winning the U.S. Open. And then I woke up and he was nowhere to be seen anymore. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a couple guys that do this. I can't I can't remember who usually does, but Munoz was like honestly EVR does this sometimes. He was like four under, and then I literally blinked, and in the same round he was like three over, uh, and then never heard his name again. But he did have a brief glimpse of the leaderboard. God, flat seven has some names. There's about eight guys there. And that is that is more where my interest is going as we work, you know, all the way down. It's all, I mean, this is this is the me and you wheelhouse of names. Oh my God, it's like, so bad. This entire list is Chez, List, Perez, Knox, Gooch, Gim, Stanley, Damon. Although I think Damon withdrew. Now that I think about it. I believe that he did. Okay. Maybe, well, maybe that maybe, maybe that was JT Poston, because I get them confused. Damon, he's what's withdrawn. That, what's that, Paul? Damon withdrew. Okay, that's good news. And then, tough scene. Well, Kazire's not playing in Texas, so that makes it tougher for him, I think. Mac Hughes yeah, is, no. Mac Hughes is 7100 bucks too. No. I'm not chasing that. I don't even know what there is to chase. It was just wizardry. So, um, if we try to break down the flat sevens, obviously, Shez won here two years ago. I feel like he's sneaky been good with the irons lately, too. He has been. The last two events, Palmetto, 4.4. U.S. Open, despite coming in 40th, gained six strokes with his irons and lost off the tee for the first time in a while, but at a 7,700-yard course, that's not super shocking. Minus 4.7 on the greens. How has he putted here? The year that he won, he gained. He's gained over – he has a really good track record at this course. He's missed one cut since 2010, and he plays it every year. I, I played Chez last week. Um, and it was not great, but it was fine. And he's the kind of guy when he gets rolling a little bit and the form comes, it tends to stick and vice versa. When it's bad, it's bad for a while. I'm going to go to him, but what about another former champion who has gained just forever with the irons? Russ. 170 to one is out there. I mean, I hit him as a winner at this event in the past. It's been a while for old, for old Russell Knox though. Just a minute, but yeah, he's a guy starting I, to play all right. Here's the thing. I just worry, and maybe it doesn't mean that much for DraftKings because he's made five of six cuts, and that's probably good enough. But he has no, like, despite 6.6 strokes gained on approach, 3.2, 2.2, 5.2, like, he doesn't have a top 10 since Pebble Beach earlier this year. Like, he has no good finishes, despite making the cut all the time. Yeah, I mean... Part of that is because he, he rarely, if ever, spikes with his putter. And even – he doesn't have a lot of spike anything. He's pretty average in all areas. His, his irons are strong, but they're not, like, electric. Um, I don't know, though. I, I still feel like this is a pretty good course for him. And, and you're, we're getting to the range, especially if you're aggressive. Like, you can pencil – like, I'd take a T30 from Russell Knox every day of the week. Well, you're not going to talk me off the Gim Reaper. I'm back in. I never left, but I'm back in again. I saw a video of him working on his putting. I'm sold. 
that was it. That's all it took. Took it. Hey, when it, that, okay. that's all I needed with Morikawa. Everyone was so. I remember everyone. Remember at before concession, the buzz with Morikawa was like, "Oh my god, he's changing his putter." It's like, well, he's like the shittiest putter on tour. Any change has to be good. It can't get it can't worse. Like that. That's how I feel about Gim. Any change can only be better because it literally cannot get worse at this point. What about? I have no. Like I said, I have no problem with Doug Gim. It truly can't get much worse. Pat Perez is starting to play some good golf, though. Is he playing better golf than Kyle Stanley, who's the same price, though? Now that he's not $6,100, he's not going to be uber chalk. And when I think of this course in my mind and the type of player, like the type of player that can't excel at certain courses but can at other ones, Kyle Stanley's that guy to me. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Stanley, he's played here a bunch. He seems to always gain tee to green, and he loses putting literally every time here. Uh, which isn't that different than anywhere else, to be honest. But ball striking has been great. I, I think flat seven, I'm glad Domin withdrew because I don't know if I would have room. There's a lot of names here. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting territory, and that's why I don't love the low eights or the upper seven so much because if we go back and think about those builds with like three nines and an eight, you could just use two of these guys. That's probably what I'm going to do on a lot of builds um it's just flat at 7k mix and match see what happens uh there's no reason for me to dip much i mean there's a couple names but i like all these guys and i think that they're definitely primed to at least grab some placement points i know that we just kind of we didn't even mention his name because we just started talking about guido because it's guido it's who you talk about but steel is like the same price steel missed his first cut of the year last week yeah, he's been, I mean, perpetually like in the sixes and, and just reasonable price tags. He's been doing a lot with the putter, um, but I, I don't mind it. I just think, again, it, it's more about do I have room for steel? If, if I don't get to him, I'll, I'll be OK. I don't hate the play, but probably use my flyers on CT Pan. OK, so let's rank the guys at the even seven thousand dollars. I'm going to go Shez, Stanley, Gim would be my top three. Chez, Knox, Perez. Okay. Interesting stuff. No Luke List for either of us. So no, so, it so it's finally Luke List time. And no Gooch. Feinberg loves the Gooch. And no Domin, but there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean he'll I mean Damon will probably still outscore some of the losers I play in the sixes despite not being in the tournament anymore. <laughs> very possible let's see 6k guys i didn't even really look a ton down here i guess we have to start with your best friend troy merritt this this is, seems like a troy merritt event oh yeah that's i don't know if troy merritt has but he is somehow making the cut uh he came in 65th at the u.s open even though only 60 guys in the ties made the cut so he might have been actually dead last on the weekend um I don't know if I'm going to go back. I kind of want to cash in my my Troy Merritt. I, I had him uh, at those two tops, at, you know, where he came in seventh twice. I think I may be pushing my luck a little bit if I hang on here. So there are two guys from down here that stuck out to me right away. Both are $6,700. One of them is your guy, and that's Chase Seifert, who, if you can just figure out how to putt again, because it used to be like, all right, putting – I feel like some of his best performances have come at die courses and the irons just are perpetually good that if he can catch a good 
putting week, like that's enough at this course. Just don't be like an abject failure around the greens and off the tee. Just be like slightly worse than average. Be good with your irons. Make a ton of putts. You're live. Lebiota is the other one who he kind of faded on the weekend at Palmetto, but he was still fine. I've been playing Lebiota now. He's been like the stone min at times, but uh, yeah, I mean, I may look to him. Chase Seifert, this was, I don't know if it was a coming out party per se, but I guess it was a little little holiday party in 20 like this was his first real finish on tour at the travelers he he came out of complete nowhere he was a quali um, i think he was a qualifier that week that was the year the bubba won yeah that was the that was the year he was tied with lahiri it was a good time um for telly's down there benny on is down there i don't know if i can go to these guys you know how you know stalls? how we you know how we never think about putting whatsoever when it comes down to this just we don't really ever factor that in. I think when we get down into the sixes at a tournament like this, it can be somewhat helpful. It, am I am I supposed to be looking for Denny McCarthy's name? No, he is, is in there... the he is in the tournament. No, I was just thinking. I was more th more or less thinking Putnam. But when I think about like short irons, maybe a hot putter, Ryan Armour is the guy that kind of stands out to me. Sixty. Okay, sixty-seven. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I mean the putter's good everything else see, but well it's not ryan moore ryan moore's putter doesn't stick out in a good way at all it's very very bad yeah but his irons don't even stick out in a good way anymore well that's going to make it more difficult because at one point short wedges for a guy that hits it short what about uh i mean now we're getting pretty thin but i will say norlander at palmetto did look pretty good yeah so but he only gets to look good once every three months so we have to wait till uh, swing season. Wyndham, Wyndham for Norlander. What about Wyndham Clark? See what I did there? Uh, he he hurt my feelings so badly last week. It was actually if he had made the cut. I mean, I would have been good with Pendrith missing the cut if Clark had made the cut. Instead, they they both missed on the number. Yeah, his irons are so bad, but I love the the off the tee putting combo is is a combo that I I do attach myself to at times. I just don't know. Again, I also don't know how necessary it is to find maybe one or two guys down here, but I, I want to land in the sevens if I can. I think when I, I think these guys are more for my like 150 max territory. Yeah. That if I want to start getting, but I, I, there's not a substantial difference between some of these guys and some of the lower sevens, like in our minds, like Kyle Stanley's a much better player than these guys, but I was just looking at Vince Whaley again. Like he missed one cut. Now he's $6,400 and no one's playing him after every, this is good. What's going to happen to doc Redmond? Jo doc Redmond's going to be chalk at 60, 7,600 bucks. He's going to suck. And then he's going to be 6,300 and then no one will want to play him again. Isn't this what we're doing with Whaley right now? Like two bad rounds and all of a sudden the guy's cooked. Yeah. It's amazing. When, when guys, you know, mass with chalk like that, once it, once one bad thing happens and he completely lost it with the irons, uh, everything resets. So I don't mind holding on there. Who else we got here? Uh, well, what about my boy, Luke Donald? The irons continue to fire. Yes, this is your range. You got Luke Donald and Bo Van Pelt. Oh, I forgot which... about I forgot about BVP. I didn't even see him down there. I, I, I might be off BVP here, but like like we kind of joked about Kadira, but he's only sixty five hundred bucks. Yeah, I would tend to go to him. 
I don't know who Davis Thompson is, but he seemed like he played pretty well. Um, uh, he, he So Davis Thompson and John Pack are both making their second starts as pros now. Uh, Davis Thompson was the SEC player of the year. Pack was like the best player in college, and he has had a really, really Florida terrible, State. really terrible first round at Palmetto. The other guy is that Aaron Eckerat. He's 6,600. This is going to be his first start as a pro. He was 12th at Mayakoba earlier this year. So they're like real guys who are down here. Austin Eckrat. Yeah, that's that's the Harvey Dent. Um, but yeah, not not playing that guy. Uh, How about this? Two top 20s in his past three starts. And that's probably just a conspiracy that he didn't win. And it's Scott Piercy. Mr. QAnon. Um, let's take a look. We got, wow, he finally, I mean. He's found it. The thing with him, it's, yeah, he found, and then he had a spike putting week at Palmetto. Um, God, there was a time when when his irons were just like, you know, it was just target practice for him. He's gotten away with that. It, it's starting to trend back. His irons have been good in this little range. What is he? Does he play here a lot? Let me look. Yeah, he's played here once. And he lost That's surprising. 10, and he lost 10 strokes putting, I think. That's not surprising, but you would think he would he would come here. This isn't a, a terrible fit for him. Hmm. I, I think there are guys in the sixes. And just based on I told you I ran those like short iron stats. If this does become a wedge fest, that's essentially the only thing Tom Lewis does well. Yeah, I mean Tom Lewis, I, I He's another one. It's not. He's not similar to Kevin Na in how he plays, but he's similar to Kevin Na in the sense that if you play him all year, you're going to take a lot of punishment, but you're going to have three or four chances where you have Tom Lewis at like 0.1% and he's in contention. Yeah. Other than that, I can't really find anyone of interest. David Hearn, because it's a Pete Dye course, maybe he makes the cut. Chase Kepka feels like he's made the cut the past few times that he's been out. I I have assumed out loud, yeah, he's made three cuts in a row. He made the 3M last year, Honda and Valspar, in something called the Advent Health on the Corn Ferry Tour. He made the cut there. No decent finishes, but he's getting through to the weekend. I don't know. You're probably right that you don't need to go down this low, but, oh man, Michael Kim, dead men. I think Davis Thompson is as low him and Shank are 63. If I was in a, if I was in a massive jam where I start Bryson uh, DJ for some reason, maybe, but I think I would rather just find the money, you know, even to get up to like 67 to me, that's a pretty like Lebiota and armor and those guys are in a significantly better position than these guys. Yeah. I think you're right. I think when I cap my main lineups, it's going to be with that Seifert Lebiota and Ryan armor range. Although I can, I don't think that Piercy is a terrible play. And I don't think that Kadira is no. a terrible play either. I know that he's putting the lights out, but it's not like his ball striking has been bad either. One other guy, I wanted to bring him up, and I completely forgot at 69. And again, do you need to do this? No, but he's probably going to be 1% owned. Do you have any interest in Lipsky? I played Lipsky at Palmetto, but... And he was good. Yeah, that was about the extent that I that I had on Lipsky. Okay. I may look to him in not... I Certainly not in the outright market, but like top 10, even, even like a top 20 on a guy like that. Like he's 16 to 1 for a top 10. Is Lipsky any good, though, is the problem. 
I mean, that that's a, that's a factor that I don't really weigh when I pick my golfers and it, I'd classify that as a leak. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to gauge these guys who lesser competition, but he's had several big time finishes on the corn ferry. And then he parlayed that with a top 10 at Palmetto. Did you see the contest that they're offering on DraftKings this week? It's, it's a change from what I'm used to. What a crypto punk. No, like there's no $5. It's an $8. Uh, oh, the main, oh. the main like big tournaments, a $20. It's just that they kind of up the prices on everything. I mean, I prefer it because it shrinks the fields. Just even even a marginal amount does me wonders. Like, I don't want to play against. I don't want to play the $10 against $175,000. I'll play the $20 against $58,000. But I probably won't probably won't take too many shots at that, to tell you the truth. I'm just, I've been trying to work myself out of... And I got sucked into it last week. Like, oh, there's a millionaire maker. And especially because it was only 10 bucks. Like, I just started randomly making lineups at weird times. Yeah, that happens. And I mean, you got to be cognizant. I've been in a terrible, I've really used, uh, I've been playing a ton of like large field stuff, not nearly as much small field, been doing a lot more golf betting this year, but uh, you need to be aware of those. And I'm with you. I'd rather, it doesn't, you you conceptually don't really grasp the difference when it's like, oh, 58,000 or 150,000, but like so many more people, you know, logically when you really think about it. Yeah, we're just shooting. You just see what the big prize is at the top. It's funny because the $20 will keep me away from just random arbitrarily filling out lineups where the $10 doesn't, which is just really stupid logic. But I'll see the 20 bucks and I'll be like, I mean, $20 just to piss away. It seems like a lot. You know, 10 bucks. Who cares? Like th- somehow that's how my mind works. No, I mean, I, I know I know how, how you're feeling. Yeah, that it makes it's good. It's a good safeguard against things like Scott Piercy. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm for this change. The play, the best plays lineup. It sounds like we're on the same page. It just, uh, the four of six, did the four of six cash? You gotta go check to see if the four of six cash now. No, cause I, it was in the cash and then Bryson melted down and then it was done last week. Um, in, yeah, it just finished. It finished like, you know, it was a top 29th percentile lineup but I needed to get to top 22% for the play, the best plays Close. in order to finish itself up. I think that was the case. Yeah, I was looking at a showdown lineup. That wasn't very good. But I think balance build is the way to go. Do you think balance build starting with Casey is the play or balance build starting with answer is the play? Uh, to me, it would be Casey. Okay, so right now I had three names clicked in. I had Casey, answer, and Grio. That leaves us with 7,900 for the rest of them. We both seem to like Chez. Where Where is Chez? 7,000? Yeah, Chez. Okay, that opens it up. Now we're at 8,300. So we can go Hoffman? <laughs> yeah, that's where I was. Hoffman, Scott. Uh, I don't know if Scott makes this lineup because then we have... I, I don't think... He does. The, the problem with Hoffman is he's too cheap for this lineup, weirdly enough. Because there's no one, like, I like Scott, I like Homa, but I don't think I'd put them into a best plays type lineup. Like, I'd probably, no, I'd probably rather save the thousand bucks and get up to Neiman, Finau, like that range. Mm. you know that's a mega dead range 
yeah, this just leaves us trapped in a dead range of like good GP, <laughs> no, like of GPP guys that we like, but not like a safe guy by any means. If we had a hundred dollars more, we could play Harris English, who's probably pretty safe. Harris English. That means we'd have to drop a hundred bucks somewhere. This is tricky. Like we can go from Grio down to one of those other seven K guys. Like Stanley. Although I think that Grio is just better. So that doesn't really. What about, what about Scheffler Stanley? Scheffler is Andercurse this week. So that's tough for me. Okay. I didn't know that. I would say that Neiman is probably the better play. Like for the price. Because if we take out, if we take out Charlie. And we get up to Neiman. Then we're Gale. Oh God. Then we're looking at seventy seven hundred left over. Your boy Wise is there. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. It is tough. Maybe we just play with five guys and we maybe we use Domin as a statement. <laughs> we could play Guido. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um yeah, this is this is I super want, tricky. It really, it really is difficult because the problem is everybody in the mid sevens. I, I like guys, but I don't think like Kevin. Like you could go up to Finau and down to Na or Wise or Poulter. Yeah, like do we do we trust Finau here? Like I, it's funny because if we're just talking about like trust in this field, like Streelman might be the play, and that leaves us. I trust. You, you I trust sh- Neiman, honestly. You trust Neiman more than Streelman? Trust? Uh, I'd be more surprised if Streelman was cut. I'll tell you that much. I mean, that's sort of the that's sort of the idea behind this play. I think, like this lineup. Although Neiman has made eighteen of nineteen cuts. Even though, I mean, yeah, you click in Streelman, then you're going to have to play Ricky or Kirk. Uh, or Steele, who never misses cuts except for once last week. Like, is there a way that we redo this and get up higher to like Cantley? I tried to do that, and then I was left with sixty three hundred, and then that was obviously not the answer. Yeah, that's not great. We so- just need one more mid range guy. I just don't know. Just who, I just don't know who it is in this upper seven thousand dollar area that I like enough. Maybe we just like Homa's. I mean, Homa is a hundred dollars too expensive for this lineup. But what if take him out, juggle this around a little bit? Who at nine thousand? Do we trust Bubba at all? I mean, I, I try him making the cut at the U.S. Open is like a normal person competing do we do we do we trust brian herman here then i guess herman who's made 18 of 20 cuts this year so okay what's plug in herman then okay so this is what it looks like now casey is gone so it would be hoffman answer neiman herman shez and grio wait what I got rid of Casey. Well, who? Where are we starting? Finau. Answer. 
I think my team has extra money. Okay, go ahead. So answer. Answer Neiman, Herman, Hoffman, Grio, and Shiz. Oh, and you leave two hundred dollars? Yeah. Okay. I see what you did. I had Fino in there. Um I like this. Super balanced. It's very balanced. I feel like it really lacks a lot of upside. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, this is like the, you know, can we maximize six of six style? We should just play Harris English, Russell Henley, and Siwoo Kim and call it a week. <laughs> yeah, did you like Siwoo? I meant to ask you that. Uh, not a ton, no. I mean, mm-hmm. I showed it's a Pete Dye course, right? I mean, how is how, how is I don't he, know what goes on. How has he played here over the years? I have no idea. I feel like if he had played well here, I would know it. I mean, his tee to green has been really good lately. But then he'll just withdraw. So he can't be in this. He came 11th here last year, actually. He's gained 3.5, 6.3, and 5.6 strokes on approach. He's never gained putting on these greens in four starts. It's not the worst, but no. I I think this could be the lineup, though. I like this. All right. So the play of the best plays lineup is Hoffman answered Griot, Shez, Neiman, and Herman. That's the way that it's looking. In. Don't copy um, it. But I, I do you th- I think that sort of balance lineup is going to be a bit more unique because it doesn't have Casey. Like it's so cheap starting that you might not see many people with it. Although if you do want to get ultimate contrarian, just play two guys above ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that that's the way to do it if you really want to but I, I think there's ways to get contrarian within balanced um that's really going to be my my plan it's not to say i'm just forgetting the 10ks because i will use those guys but you can really mix and match uh with so many guys in the mid sevens that are are good tournament plays all right i feel like i am more confused now than when we started ben that's normally what my uh my appearances on this show do aaron listen aaron wise (laughs) is going to to take it home this week and i i will be there for all the glory you'll be even on Aaron wise for your lifetime when he wins this event. It depends on how top heavy these new tournaments are, but um, yeah, Aaron wise Grio. uh, He's the one that to get back even lifetime would take literally me winning every tournament this week. Well, good luck to you, sir. I mean, it's not great for the viewers or me if you're winning every single event, but good luck to you. What do you got? What do you got going on this week over at Osimo? Yeah, I mean, great times. Obviously, we've got PGA, all the tools, everything, getting ready for the Open Championship. It really never ends, but it's not just that. We've got the Euros, great time. Of course, the NBA playoffs, Fast and Furious, MLB is every day, and we're going to start pumping out football content. It is that time of the year. So we've got weekly passes. Come on in. Uh, A great time to do it. I got my football next two days on the Pat Mayo Experience. If you're looking for the final picks for Travelers, that's going to be over on the mix feed audio-wise, but it will be up on the YouTube page. So remember to smash the like button, subscribe to Mayo Media Network, and fantasynational.com slash mayo, a monthly, will get you, I mean, slash mayo gets you 20% off. A monthly membership takes you through the British Open. I know that people get very upset when you don't call it the Open Championship, but as I've discovered, Ben, throughout time, that SEO-wise and attracting new people, type in British Open. No, I can confirm that. I mean, I always use my parents as a litmus test for things like that, and they certainly call it the British Open still, so uh, I am with you there. 
Yeah, so if you are in the content game, and you're in America at least, or North America, call it the British Open. I guess if you're in Europe, call it the Open Championship. That might drive Google Analytics a little bit better. Maybe I'm throwing you off the scent so you can't compete with me, and I'll switch it up at the last second. But I don't think that's far ahead. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.